We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcons Flyover. John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back in the key studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is John Chuckery Show live on a Monday evening with you. 404-741-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app so you catch us on the go. Social media at 9 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And follow us on our Twitter pages at JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. This course unite look at all things Land Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. Well, we get ready for training camp. Uh, Veterans report tomorrow. Our coverage will start on Friday out at uh, training camp as um, Freaky and Hugh will be uh, out there and Andy and Randy will be uh, out at uh, training camp. And then uh, Zinno will John be out Freaky? there. John Freaky? Yep, John Freaky. He will be out there. So come up there and, and ask him some Freaky Deaky questions and, and all that. I, yeah, I, 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 they should call this Tommy Nobis Field and all that. I... I freaky? Yeah, I, I covered Tommy, of course. You know, I. I, I anyway, uh, so they'll be out there um, all next uh, uh, fr- starting Friday, then all next week as well. Dukes and Bell, they're going to be at the Hooters uh, in Buford on Friday, and then at the Mall of Georgia uh, the following week. And then, of course, don't forget, uh, too, starting on um, uh, what, Thursday, sorry, Friday of next week, um, Steak and Sandra. And the, what's their show called? The, the, the Rear Deck? The, the side porch or something like that. Um, but they'll be out there as well. So we, we got you. Listen, nobody's got you more covered for Falcons training camp than 92.9 The Game. Of course, your home and flagship station for the Atlanta Falcons here. Falcons did work out a couple of guys, or they're bringing in a couple of guys to work out at the cornerback position. Remember, they do have an open roster spot because of Goldman retiring. Even though he's on the pup list, again, Deion Jones counts toward the roster because he can come back at any time. So he is a roster spot right now. So they worked out um, former Steelers cornerback, DeMarcus Acey, and um, uh, also another corner, Cortez Davis. Um, The Steelers, or sorry, the uh, 49ers uh, had brought Acey in. He got an ACL. He's played for the the Commanders, Seahawks. Um, He was uh, in the uh, 2020 draft uh, hasn't really kind of latched on uh, he's a bigger guy he was a former safety six foot two so he's got the size that you like Davis uh, was with the Broncos as an undrafted free agent all you're really looking for is depth at corner right so Terrell and Hayward are your starters and then you're looking at Isaiah Oliver and Darren Hall from there 
So you're looking to try to find some depth corners, one of those positions. Okay, I mean, I have no idea if these guys can play. Neither do you. Um, I don't know. You don't know. Whatever like that. They're two undrafted free agents that are, you know, have basically been bounced around. And, again, AC's a guy who had a, a, a season-ending injury. So he's coming back from all that. So, you know, again, we'll see what they do. But, you know, a couple of guys that they that they worked out. Now, interesting, as I was looking through the Falcoholics roster, um, they don't have Deion Jones as far as their projected roster out there. And, look, we've talked last week about this. Last Friday we talked about this specifically, about this pup list thing is all part of the plan. You know, you put them on the pup list so that you can spend more time looking for potential trades. You can use your guys that you have and, and evaluate those guys better without having Debo around and – you don't really have to answer questions about Debo if he's not there. And and players don't have to necessarily ask questions or answer questions about Debo. And Debo doesn't have to answer questions, right? None of that, all that stuff has to happen. It's it's part of the master plan of getting this timed out to where out of sight, out of mind, right? Now, who knows? Because of Deion Jones' salary, he may be here at the end of the day. Falcons still have cap space with him on the roster, Still room to go do something if they want. So it's not like Debo is costing them to where they can't do anything with their roster. They still have money available. But they projected he won't be here. I think he's done as Atlanta Falcon. I don't, I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna be here. I don't think from a football fit, I think they want to purge the salary at this point. I think they want to just clear everything off the books and let's get a brand new fresh start on everything, right? Hey, let's. Let's completely hit the reset button. Now, they won't say that. They won't admit it. And I get that. And I understand that. But if you move on from Dion, it's because of both football and let's let's hit the complete reset button, right? And get out from underneath all the money that's attached to Dion Jones. Because, again, he's on the roster now. They can pay him. It's not like they, not like they don't figure him in. They can pay him for it all. I just think that – I think from a football fit and for the money – it just doesn't make sense for Deion Jones to be here. We'll see what happens. I think they're going to trade him. I think somebody's going to grab him. And I think the you know the Falcons are obviously going to have to eat some of the money that's associated with all that, just like the Browns had to with Baker Mayfield. It's the same situation. Same situation that Baker Mayfield's in. I think there's a marketplace for Deion Jones. And the big rumor that we're hearing is the Dallas Cowboys, right? Put him out there with Micah Parsons. Put him out there with Dan Quinn and, and see what he can do. Wouldn't surprise me he goes to Dallas and he has an excellent season. It, it just would. I just don't think the football fit is is right here. And and look at the guys between Troy Anderson that they drafted and Evans and Kiewitkowski and the guys that they've brought in at that position. Bigger, more physical kinds of guys. Maybe not as good, you know, um, chasing down uh, receivers and, and pass coverage guys, but guys who could take on blockers and help in the run game and things like that. So we'll see what happens. Now, one other position that's uh, going to be very interesting is going to be the wide receiver group. And, you know, when I look at this group, you know, I I have some hopes that somebody breaks out of this group of guys that they brought in this year, whether that's, you know, the, the, uh, the kid that they brought in, Edwards, out of Oakland, Auden Tate, that they brought in from Cincinnati. Obviously, they drafted Drake London. This will be a good exercise in the idea of uh, – You know, do quarterbacks make receivers or do receivers help make quarterbacks? Because the Falcons obviously are not super talented at quarterback and they're not super talented at wide receiver. 
So what can you do? Because whether you like it or not, the NFL is a game of in the pocket, push the ball downfield, passing yards in, in the league. You have to be able to throw the football and throw the football effectively in today's NFL game. Not really much of a revelation there, right? But right now the Falcons don't have a lot of great wide receiver help and they don't have a lot of great play at quarterback. And we'll see what these guys can do. It's great to say big targets and things like that, but number one, your quarterback's got to get the ball to you. Number Well, no, take that back. Number one is you have to block up front for your quarterback. Number two, then he's got to read and, and get the ball to you. And three, then you can go catch it from there. And, and maybe with some guys who maybe aren't as accurate, maybe, you know, Tate Edwards and some of these guys, the catch radius will come into play, you know, with, with London and, you know, with, uh, with um, uh, Kyle Pitts and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see. that That's going to be one of those things that in the preseason, I talked about from a camp perspective, and especially when, when, when they get into, um, you know, when they get into, you know, I don't want to say scrimmaging, but practicing with these other teams, right? That's where I want to see. I want to see right tackle. I want to see middle linebacker. And I want to see center. In the preseason, I think watching the wide receivers and how they develop. Because, look, first off, the Falcons probably need one more arm in camp just to get him through. It may be like an A.J. McCarron or somebody like that if, if somebody's out there. I mean, it's going to be some stiff or some bum, right? Because right now, we don't really know if Felipe Franks is going to take snaps at quarterback or is he truly a converted tight end. I don't really know right now. I don't think they haven't really announced is he still going to play some quarterback or not. So if he doesn't play quarterback, that means you got Ritter Mariota. So you need at least one more arm for sure to bring into camp. You need at least one more guy. And remember, Franks last year was an undrafted rookie free agent. Now, if they're going to tell you that Franks is also going to play quarterback, then okay, then then he could be one of your three guys, and and you can give him some run in the preseason. You know, when Ritter's in, you can try him at tight end, and then when Ritter goes out and Mariota's out, then you can put Franks back at quarterback and let him be, you know, third team quarterback or this, that, and the other. So, but that's also going to be the interesting thing is do the Falcons go out and find them? <clears throat> excuse me, one more arm for camp. Or are they counting on Franks to be that guy to kind of round things out? But the wide receiver group is one of those areas that I, I don't – the future is obviously up in the air because you have a high first-round draft pick. You have Calvin Ridley still lingering out there that you don't know what his role is going to be or if he's even going to be here. Now, I think he's another guy that he's played his last down for the Atlanta Falcons. No matter when he's reinstated, at this point, I think he's got to go. So, if he's gone, how does London progress this year? What can Tate or Edwards, can one of those guys break out, be healthy, and contribute? Because you got other, you know, the Zacchaeuses and guys like that in the world. You ain't got a whole lot of talent out there. Can those guys help their quarterbacks out, or are those guys not good enough to up their quarterback. Drake London was a guy at Southern Cal that helped his quarterbacks out. He helped out Jackson Dart and the cavalcade of quarterbacks that were out there, Slovis and Dart and you know all the guys that they ran through. I think they had four quarterbacks at Southern Cal. But he helped all those guys out because he could catch in traffic. He could go up and get it. Red zone target, right? I mean, all those things. Now, this league's different, though. It's a whole different league out there. 
Ain't no more Oregon States and Washington States and, you know, Cal and, you know, teams like that. This is all the best of the best of the best of the best out here. So that's going to be one of those positions in preseason in watching the games that I'm going to be curious to see just kind of who starts, what's the rotation look like, and, you know, what can some of those guys do, and how do those guys go up in traffic and get things? Because all we've heard, sigh, 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 sigh about these guys. Okay, well, let's see the quarterbacks get it to them, and let's see if these guys can help their quarterbacks out. All right, when we come back, Mike Griffin from uh, 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 what's he? What's he with the bulldog? What's the bulldog thing? I, my brain just went dead. Um, no, no, no. Bull, is he from Mike Griffin from Bulldog Nation? Yeah, Bulldog Nation. Uh, he was on with Freaky and Hugh earlier. What he had to say about the dogs coming up on SEC Media Days, we'll hear that next. Chuck McKee Studios, Sports Fan of the Game, Odyssey.com app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We've heard so much about you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out at Key Studios Monday night. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app say catch on the go. Social media at the Game. At JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. We'll uh, hear from Mike Griffin from, uh, <clears throat> from uh, what is it? What's he from? The 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 Dog Report? Dog, dog Nation? Uh, whatever it is. Hell, I don't even know. Um, I saw Mike at uh, SEC Media Days, too. So he was uh, he was there. Uh, Braves right now. Yeesh, uh, 3-3 with the Phillies. Braves, um, 
Braves scored three in the top of the, the second. Um, you know, whacked it around a little bit against the Rico Suave, and then Max Fried turns right around, man, and uh, and he gave up. Uh, he's given up three runs over the last couple of innings, uh, two in the second, one in the third. Fried right now, three innings, uh, five hits, three runs, three strikeouts, no walks, but 53 pitches through uh, three innings. So let's see if he can get to five or six innings, you know, at least out of all this, and let's see if the Braves' bats can – can keep it going uh, out there because uh, they're going to have to help out their pitcher a little bit uh, tonight. Um, actually, nobody got a um, nobody actually got an RBI out of those uh, uh, three runs that the Braves uh, that the Braves scored. So uh, again, three three right now. We're in the uh, we're in the top of the fourth inning right now and see what the Braves can do and uh, try to get this thing uh, try to get a victory tonight. Of course, again, we told you that the uh, the Mets are off tonight, so they will start a. Series uh, two game quick series against the um, uh, against the Yankees coming up uh, tomorrow. By the way, too uh, in this game playing for the uh, Phillies is um, old Braves friend uh, Johan Caharga. Caharga's uh, out there. So um, any uh, I won't even say I won't even get into all of that. But yeah, Caharga's uh, out there for them. So um, did you see by the way too Castellanos going after that reporter in the locker room when the reporter asked him. If he heard the booze and he said no, my hearing, I've, I've lost all my hearing. Oh yeah, we we got that audio. Oh, do you, I mean, did uh-huh. you did you did you talk about it? Talk about it on one of your. I mean, you host oh, now no. and you do everything else. I mean, <laughs> no, it, it used to be producers produce and host host, <laughs> but it's not that way. We're anymore. versatile now, Chuck. Okay, I'm versatile. Now, is that what they call it now? You can't okay. be a one trick pony I, out here. How about working all the time? Do we do we have that? Is that <laughs> I've available? worked seven days in a row. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> well, uh, again, six more and you'll be halfway to me. So anyway. <laughs> Um, but, but yes, was, I did hear that. That was that, crazy. that was kind of funny. That, that was that, hilarious. Um, was do you think the reporter was right or was Castellanos right? I mean, they were both kind. Of, I mean, well, I, it, I agree more with Castellanos. Right. That was a dumb question. After a while, it got to let me pull mine out and let's see who's. Bigger. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but I got no problem with the way Castellanos handled it. Not at he all. He answered the question and you move on. Okay. And if you don't understand from his answer that he's ticked off and doesn't really want to answer your question, then you're a nitwit. Yeah. And and at that point, if you keep going back to asking him and all that and laughing about it, you deserve what you get at that point. Yeah, I agree. We're trying to be a jack leg and be in the story. You know, you asked a question, he gave you a smart aleck answer, move on. It's not that important of a question to start with. What You think he gives a – does this paycheck matter if he gives a damn if he gets booed or not booed? He's going to get paid either way. Difference does it make? So I, I'm with Castellanos on all that. So anyway, Mike Griffith from what Bulldog Roundtable or what Dog Nation uh, joined Freaky and Hugh earlier today. And uh, the guy started off by asking him about what he thought about the uh, new tiny little micro deal that Kirby Smart got. Probably what we all expected. I mean, you win the title. You finish in the top seven five years in a row. Uh, you, you bring the vision. Uh, so he got paid, you know, he got paid on par with Lincoln Riley, uh, what, what he's making at USC. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's probably a fair salary. Oh, I think he earned every penny of it. I, I mean, oh, no doubt about yeah, that. Not, not, a, not a problem at all. Uh, so I, I'm good with this. Uh, and, uh, you should be, uh, you know, thrilled. I look, what Kirby smart has done is, uh, he's laid the foundation and built the, the program. They are not uh, chasing anymore, obviously, but they want to call themselves the hunters. Uh, and and the, the, I think the hard thing, Mike, here is once you've won it, not to get, uh, like in the case of the Braves, too, 
not to, to relax at all because you, you can't. And it's easy to do so because you either think you've already arrived or that, you know, now that you've won it, you know, what's what's to accomplish. Either either is just poison to, to the mind of the spirit of the team. And that's the important thing, I think, right now for Kirby to impart, don't you? Well, I, I think they're still chasing. I mean, they didn't win the SEC last year. You know, they, they're, uh, you know, they won one title in 41 years, guys. I mean, it, the mentality of Kirby Smart is, you know, you haven't arrived. And, and Nick Saban said it last week, success is not a continuum. It's temporary. And Kirby's still trying to work on the business model. The Georgia business model won one title in 41 years. Okay, something's wrong there. And, and even in the last 29 years, you know, since you've gone to really SEC divisional play, I mean, every time – something changes with your schedule or how championships are determined. It's kind of like a new era, right? Mm -hmm. And so I kind of go back to 93. I know the title is 1980, but for the sake of comparison, I go back to 93 when the SEC split into divisions. And I say, okay, which programs, you know, have succeeded with their current business model? Well, obviously Alabama with Nick Saban, you know, they're doing something right. He's won six national titles there since 2007, uh, you know, doing what they do, paying him, the investment into facilities, their schedule model. Florida, since 1993, has won seven SEC championships and three national titles. So their business model has worked, although lately they've fallen off, so they're investing in facilities, right? They're looking at – doing some scheduling things different. And Georgia's won one and three SEC titles. So Kirby's trying to make some changes. They, they've got the scheduling or they've got the facilities, and now Kirby's fighting to, you know, get the, the, uh, at the uh, Florida game back in Athens because playing in Jacksonville doesn't work. That schedule model doesn't work for Georgia. It's worked for Florida, right, because kids can go to that game and drive 70 miles to the UF campus and look at it. And now Kirby's saying, look, we're at a disadvantage and we're doing this to ourselves. And, uh, and of course, the Jacksonville mayor, I've got these stories up. I don't know if you guys have checked out Dog Nation yet, but the Jacksonville mayor last night uh, did the story and he said, look, I, I know Kirby wants what's best for Georgia, but we got to do what's best for the city of Jacksonville. I said, well, all righty then. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Yeah. You, with, with that being said, SEC Media Days last week, what were some of your biggest takeaways from SEC Media Days? Well, that, that, Hugh, when, when, when Kirby was on stage with Tim Tebow and, and made that proclamation, I, I know we've all known for a long time how Kirby's felt about the Jacksonville game. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like to ride it because they like going down there on vacation or something, I guess. But this time the head coach was on national television and Tim Tebow called him out and said, I understand you don't like this game. And, and Kirby said, you know, basically, have you ever played in Athens? You know, and, and Tim said no. And, and Tim said, but this game, it's split crowd, it's, it's, it's orange and blue. And Kirby said, well, you call your athletic director, we'll play him in Atlanta anytime. And so, I mean, that, that was a big moment, I think, in the future of this game for mm -hmm. Kirby Smart on national TV to handle that and say what he said in front of everyone because a lot of dog fans now are going, whoa, you know, Tebow was pushing hard. The other t I mean, other than that, I mean – what did we really learn? Nothing. Nothing. We didn't learn anything. I mean, Stetson Bennett, you know, didn't make all SEC. Oh, there's a big shock, right? 
Other people think they have better quarterbacks. Really? Okay, we know that too. Um, I learned that uh, that uh, Vanderbilt continues to be uh, the dumbest group of smart people when it comes to football. When when their head football coach said one day Vanderbilt would be the best team in the country. I mean, I know all the forest fires happen once every hundred years, but good grief. I, I don't know what day he's talking about. Somebody said maybe he meant to say the best team in the county, right? It might be better than Tennessee State, I guess. But he said the best team in the country. That was kind of one of those moments. Jimbo Fisher, I thought was, uh, you know, said it was unfortunate that his disagreement with Nick Saban uh, got, went public. I'm thinking, well, next time don't call a press conference then, and maybe it won't be so public, Coach. So there were some audacious moments, some fun moments. But in terms of what we learned, not much. Well, we learned that one guy voted for Vanderbilt to win the East. That wasn't you, was it? We know it wasn't yeah, him. That, that, that stuff pisses me off. You know, they ought to take votes away from guys. That do. I take I take my job serious. Um, and just so you know, I didn't vote. I abstained. I, I put my picks out uh, on our Dog Nation page. But, um, yeah, that upsets me when people do that. That's that's immaturity. That's, you know, that's why certain people can't get press credentials. You know, you got to be careful who you let in. And I'll say that about Claude Felton. Um, you know, the Georgia press corps that are credentialed, uh, you know, mostly professional. I, I can't think of anybody who doesn't deserve to be credentialed. There's a lot of people that want to be credentialed that, you know, that aren't. Um, but that, that that was disappointing. I don't I don't take any uh, pleasure or humor out of that. That's just stupid. Yeah, I'm more interested to see, you know, I mean, I thought it was stupid, too. But in that vote, three three voted for South Carolina. I'm like, okay, I think the Vanderbilt was almost a joke. Well, I tend to agree with you, and you shouldn't do things that are a joke. But the South Carolina, if three are voting for them, at least one of the three thinks it's legit. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'm trying to figure out how you how you get around legit on that one. But all right. Uh, I'm not people sure. vote with emotion, you know, and, and Shane Beamer has got some people excited, you know, and Spencer Rattler gives them some ups. I mean, I think South Carolina, they're kind of like the joker in the deck, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're going to get out of them. I don't know what's, you know, when Georgia goes there, I don't know if it's a one-point game or a 45-point game. I don't know. Third week of the season, it's just really hard to tell. Um, they did win seven games last year, but they they didn't win them, you know, impressive. The win over North Carolina at the end was pretty good. But to be fair, they, they had to use four. They won games with four different quarterbacks last year. Now you bring in a stabilizing factor like a Spencer Rattler, uh, who was the Heisman candidate, for what it's worth, uh, last year. And, Won a lot of ball games at Oklahoma. Uh, I don't know what the, if the supporting cast is good enough. I'm not sure. I think George is going to drop off that much. But you know, stranger things have happened. I don't. You know, when I wrote, I actually just so you know, I actually wrote an email to the SEC office. You know, I'm on the football writers committee, and I wrote it as an officer, and I wrote a letter to the SEC office saying, "Look, this Vanderbilt vote thing really upset me, and I'd like to know who it is." Um, or I think this person should be outed. And they basically said, well, you know, it's a democracy, one. And two, who picked who picked Missouri the, the two years they went to the SEC title game? I said, okay, all right, fair enough. You know, but um, so stranger things have happened, just kind of pointing back to when Missouri won East. Mike Griffith, senior writer for Dog Nation at dognation.com, has a couple of new hot items uh, up on the uh, website at dognation.com. Uh, the uh, Jacksonville mayor story about fighting to keep the game in Jacksonville and uh, the Bulldogs tickets still the hottest 
in the SEC, and of course, rightfully so. I mean, you are the defending national champions. I'm going to go back to the beginning here. This whole thing about them calling themselves the Hunters. I, you you got to be careful, I think, Mike, in just lip service and trying. If you're trying to talk yourself into something, that's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, it either exists or it doesn't. Uh, Georgia is going to be hunted, and I hope they realize that. I mean, they there isn't a team that didn't already mark them now doubly mark. I mean, that's double start game. You know what I mean? Well, I do, but I also know that these guys don't even know if they're going to have their job next week. So, you know, you, you, you better worry about protecting your position at Georgia, um, much less the opponent, right? You control what you control. You know, I, I guess what I'd say, and, you know, I, I don't have experience being the best golfer on the course, but I don't know, Tiger Woods was the best, but he always looked like the hunter to me, right? He just played, but you play your game. You focus on what you control. Yeah, everybody wants to beat Tiger Woods. But did that really affect him? I don't. I don't think so, because of his mindset. And and I think at Georgia, because you've got so much number one newness. I mean, you lost 15 guys to the NFL and 13 more to the transfer portal. Four of them were starters. You got a lot of new cats in there. Mm-hmm. So they didn't like Kirby said they didn't win it. Now some of those guys returning did, but a lot of these guys you're going to see on the field, you know that you know they got a ring, but they want theirs, right? And so there's a mentality one that there's a lot of newness on this team too, that, as I said, you know, you, you know, you can't worry about your opponent, you know, going, going, Oh my gosh, these guys really want to beat us. <laughs> you go out there saying, I need to do my job or I'm going to be on the bench next week. So, I mean, when you play at a program like that and, and, and George is like that, man, it's, um, it's edgy. It, it reminds me of, uh, and again, I don't want to do anything to belittle our veterans and, and I probably served, albeit not in wartime. So I, I don't – when I make these military comparisons, I want to be careful I, I I don't get carried away with it. But it, they do remind me of, an, of more of an elite uh, military unit with the way they train, with the way they operate, with what it takes to make it in the program. It ain't for everybody. Georgia ain't for everybody. You saw it, guys. Like I said, you got 13 guys in the portal that were one way out the door. And they didn't take anybody in this year. They didn't, they only There was only a couple guys they thought were good enough, and they didn't get them. So – there's something to be said for the caliber of players they have right now in the mindset that they have year in and year out, whether they win the national title or not. As always, uh, Mike, do appreciate it. Mike Griffith, check out his latest articles at uh, dognation.com. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, guys. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. 
Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Key Studios Monday night with you. 404-741-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us when you're on the go. Social media at 92.9, The Game. At JMCH316 at um, underscore Dylan Matthews. Uh, Braves right now, just uh, everybody's just kind of going back and forth, right? 3-3 three, three right now. Just can't seem to get anything back going or what have you. So um, Max Fried is through uh, four uh, innings, coming back out for the fifth. Four innings, seven hits, three runs, four strikeouts, no walks, 68 pitches. So he's at least got it a little bit under control. So hopefully he can get like six innings and they get the lead back and find a way to get a win out of uh, all of this, no sense in losing another half game uh, to the Mets So, because uh, the Mets are off uh, tonight. So no sense letting Philadelphia, excuse me, pick up a, pick up a game uh, on you. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll keep you up to date uh, all night long with uh, with all this. So I uh, do want to mention, too, and we can go ahead and tease this because uh, we do have it all uh, confirmed. But uh, first off, if you didn't uh, catch our interview with Eric Bischoff talking about Vince McMahon, we will uh, replay that at 940 for you. Tomorrow night on the show, we are going to have former WWE writer, the man who worked right alongside Vince McMahon, Vince Russo, is going to join us. So we've talked to Vince before on the show, and I'm sure he's going to have some thoughts about what happened and what's gone on and things like that. Um, You know, look, he he makes his living kind of, you know, being a little bit critical of, you know, what's gone on WWE and AEW, and I get that because there's a lot of crap that – you have to sort through to get to the good stuff and everything like that. So we'll talk to Vince Russo coming up uh, tomorrow night. And I am a Russo guy, so I fully admit. I'm. People are either uh, – Dylan, are you a Russo guy or not a Russo guy? Um, Just I don't know. One. Just uh, pick one. I'm a Russo guy. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, uh, it, with with Vince Russo, you have to just pick a side. You're either a Russo guy or you're not a Russo guy. I'm a Russo guy. I'm officially a Russo guy as well. There you go. Make sure he knows that tomorrow when, uh, when we talk to him uh, on the show. So – uh, all kinds of good stuff. Don't forget, we got training camp. Going to get cranked up on Friday. Won't be a whole lot of activity, you know, till we get to like Friday, Saturday. Um, next week, hopefully, we get into a padded practice or two, right? Uh, they're so rare in the NFL these days, right? You, you rarely get a chance to to see guys getting pads in practice. But hopefully, uh, what I, I haven't even heard the announcement yet, but hopefully next week we'll get into padded practices. But we'll be out at training camp, you know, all the time. Out there, whether it's John, you know, whether it's Freaky and Hugh, Andy and Randy, Steak and Sandra, everybody's going to be out there. And then uh, we'll have coverage on the weekends. John Uh, Freaky? Yep, John Freaky. Uh, We'll have coverage on the weekends from uh, training camp uh, as well. So Mark Zinno going to be out. Uh, Andy and Hugh uh, in a couple of weeks uh, will be out there. So we've got you all covered with all things Atlanta Falcons uh, for training camp. Nobody's got better camp training camp uh, training camp coverage excuse me, then uh, the home of the Falcons, your your flagship station for the Falcons, 92-9 the game. So uh, hard to believe NFL season is now it's officially here, right? We can all agree that it's it's officially here. I think we got the uh, what we got the Hall of Fame game coming up this weekend, right? So the, the first preseason game, quote-unquote, uh, will be coming up this weekend. So it won't be long. We'll be full bore into uh, NFL preseason and uh, – I guess at this point we got what about a month before college football officially kicks off, and and did have a good time last week at SEC Media Days. That's really the official kickoff of 
of all things college football is the SEC media days because once that happens, you know you're real close to getting the season going and uh, and underway. And you heard Mike Griffin. God bless Kirby Smart, man. 111 million or 112 or whatever that final number was. God bless, man. Now you see why the players had to start getting theirs. If if coaches are going to get hundred million dollar deals, how do you tell the players they don't deserve a piece of what's going on, right? How do they? How do you tell them with all the money that's been thrown around in college athletics? How do you tell the athletes? Oh yeah, um, you you can't have a piece of all of that. It's ridiculous. You know, you you have to you have to give them their piece for all of it. So uh, again, congrats to uh, to Kirby Smart and. Um, you know, he deserves every bit of it, but, you know, at the same time, too, you got to give the players their shot to make a little bit of scratchola uh, as well. All right, speaking of uh, making something, let's get to what's bugging Chuckery. Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like, that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Don't look. You know, I know Jerry West has been a little bit cantankerous of late because of, right, the, the whatever that show was on HBO that documented the Lakers. What was that show called? Showtime or something like it was a Showtime. So documenting the Lakers run and all that. Of course, he was the general manager for all that. And, you know, he's a little bit cantankerous about how he was portrayed in that show. Okay? And, look, Jerry West is an outspoken guy. And, and let me tell you, after this clip, Jerry West is a national treasure. So, again, a guy that I used to like, J.J. Redick, right? He gets on. I think he's doing a good job doing some analysis when he first got on these shows. Now he's on, which one is he on? Get Woke, you know, Hot First Take. Or, all the above. Okay, so he's on all of the Get Woke, Get Hot, Get Hot Takey, Hot Take Tommy, all those shows. He's on all of those things, right? I don't even know what network or whatever. I just know they're all woke up. They're hot, hot taken and, and all that kind of stuff, right? And he fell right in the trap. And remember a while back when he said about the idea that Bob Cousy had played with plumbers and electricians and people like that, right? Well, Jerry West was at, I don't, do you remember where this was? Was Jerry West at some, some serious XM event or something like that? That, Something like that. Yeah, he was – Jerry West was asked about J.J. Might have been Reddick's, Summer League. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think it was Summer League, yeah. He was asked about J.J. Reddick's comments about, you know, him saying that Koozie and those guys didn't count because in that era they were playing against plumbers and electricians or what have you. Here's what Jerry West had to say about all that. J.J. Reddick, current player who just recently retired, said that Bob Koozie played against – uh, firemen and, and plumbers, and Bob came on and, and wasn't too pleased. And, you know, you you played in that era, and those guys set the table for us uh, to be where we are today. And I was just interested in your thoughts on on comments like that about your generation and the generations that, that paved the way. Well, obviously the game is completely different. The athletes are completely different. And I know J.J. Uh, just a little bit. He's a very smart kid and everything. But tell me what his career looked like. What did he do? that determined games. He averaged, what, he averaged 12 points a game in the league? Somewhere along the way, numbers count. At that point in time, the players aren't what they used to be. J.J. certainly wasn't going to guard the elite players. And so you can nitpick anyone. And I'm, I'm not, the only reason I'm talking about him 
is because he was not an elite player, but he was a very good player. But he had a place on the team because of the ability to shoot the ball. But those players at that era, and, and again, that was when I started to see the, the difference in athleticism. You know, my era, I was an athlete way before my time. I had a huge vertical. Probably no one in the league was, was much faster than me. And certainly the competitive part of it, I would put my, myself among any player that played the game. Today, also, winning is all matter. That's what drove me. And I suddenly got better every year. We didn't have the facilities to get better. We had to work in the summers to support our family. But AJ should be very thankful that he's made as much money as he's made. And Bob Cousy, who I played against a couple of years, not very long, I just think it's very disrespectful myself. You think if you put Bob Cousy and Jerry West in modern-day NBA that they wouldn't eat J.J. Redick alive with the training facilities, the money, the ability to – I mean, everything. I mean, everything that's available to today's modern athlete that those guys didn't have. And, and that's what's ridiculous is when you get a guy – and, again, I like J.J. Redick. I, 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 well, let me say it like this. I like, you know, when he was getting on there and giving some of his takes and things like that. But, again, it's like all these guys. You fall into that culture of get woke, hot take, here's Tommy, right? You get into that whole culture of things, and you have to say these ridiculous things. J.J. Reddick knows full well that the facilities and everything, you know, again, it's like it's like talking about baseball. Guys were guys were traveling on trains, for God's sakes, on in, in baseball. There weren't airplanes and airplane rides to, you know, take and play. They're riding on trains and stuff. I mean, again, everything evolves. But when all of the guys that were playing say that Bob Cousy and Jerry West are the best of the best of the best of the best, and Cousy won a thousand titles with the Celtics, him and Russell and all those guys won all those titles with the Celtics. And Jerry Rest is the friggin' logo, for God's sakes. And he was on some of the greatest teams. But again, you know, how you, you're not going to hold your spot on get woke, hot smoke, hot Tommy, you know, whatever these shows are. First woke, you know, first to be hot. Hot and bothered. Yeah, get Tommy, you know, whatever, you know. You're not going to hold your spot on those shows. And that's what's so sad about these guys nowadays. I, you know, again, if J.J. Redick will just talk basketball and stuff like that, he's got a lot to provide. But you put him in that environment where it's, okay, how can I be over the top more than Skip, Shannon, um, who's a Stephen A., you know, and I'm on first woke. I'm on. I'm on. Get a hottie. You know, whatever. You know, get. You know, my woke take friend, and just you know, hot Tommy takes, and you know, they they get on those shows and they lose their ever loving friggin' mind when they don't have to. You know, that's the thing. Like I get, you you, you feel like you have to do it, or people aren't going to tune in, and this, that, and the other. But there, there comes a point where it just gets to be ridiculous. And by the way, it, it ain't like they're not getting. I mean, they're they're getting paid millions, and I give them credit all in the world for for getting all the millions of dollars that they're getting paid. 
But that's because they have, obviously, a big brand behind them, lots of advertising, this, any other, and they're worth it. But J.J. Redick fell into that trap. A guy that doesn't need to, and a guy that if he'll just stay on point and stay on track, you know, can can be fine and and make his point. But again, he's got to partner up with Tommy, and and we're woke and hot, and you know all this other you know Mickey Mouse stuff that these guys do on these things. Just don't be that guy for the sake of being that guy. I know it pays well. I understand. And with all due respect, Skip and Shannon, all that, they've got the co- – it's a cottage industry now, right? Everybody is who can out-woke or get hot first, right? Who can out-Tommy the next guy, right? Doesn't need to be that way. Stay in your lane, talk basketball without using plumbers and firemen and things like that. Because, again, it's it sounds ridiculous when you when you say those things. When, when you know what what's, how different the era is that those guys competed in. Jerry West is right. Guys have to work all year long to, to earn an income. They weren't getting paid millions of dollars to play the game and things like that, like today's athletes are. Hell, that's what even Charles Barkley talks about. Charles Barkley played in the 1980s, and he says, I wasn't born in the right era. Imagine guys who were born, you know, right around the Second World War playing all these sports. Anyway, it's ridiculous. I'm glad Jerry West said it straight and told him, you know, hey, you know, sorry, but you you couldn't hang with with any of us, especially, you know, going back in that era and things like that. And that's what's bugging Chuck Reed. All right, when uh, we get back from the uh, top of the hour, um, we're going to talk about Bleacher Report and their rankings of uh, the big threes in the NBA and where the Hawks might be in all of this. We'll talk about that next. Chuck Reed, the Kia Studios. Sports right now to the game, odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.